Hey everyone, I'm Britt. And I'm Jason. Welcome to our podcast, Killer Convos. Jason says I need to work on how I say convos because it sounds like I'm saying, what is it, Jason? Convos like the pretzels. Yeah. I always like pepperoni. <laughs> That's random. But um, it, it's convos with a V, um, like conversations, killer conversations. And this is where we sit down and discuss different true crime cases that we want to bring attention to or we're not killers <laughs> no um it, it's just stories that you know that we think that are crazy and you know we just want to talk about and then bring to light this is our first episode ever so please be kind 2.0 <laughs> we we recorded and then um it didn't pick up jason so hopefully this this time it works out fingers crossed right so I have a very interesting story for us today. Um, I want to first say that I don't want there to ever be any victim blaming or mom shaming from this podcast. I'm a mom and I still like to have nights out without my son. And we just ask that our, all our listeners be respectful and towards these victims. You're a person first. Right. Like, please, please be kind. So today's case is about Savannah Spurlock. She's actually from the same place that I went to college. It's in Richmond, Kentucky. And go Colonels. <laughs> yeah. Go Colonels. Savannah was born February 5th, 1996. So she's not much younger than us. I'm sorry. Four years is a pretty good gap. She's three years younger than me. But she was born to Cecil and Ellen Spurlock. And I think that her parents actually got divorced, but I'm not sure what age that they got divorced. People described her as a very kind person, someone that you would always get along with. She loved to have fun, and she was a very energetic person. She was also an amazing mom to her four children. Four. Yeah, yeah she four had four. children. Four. Yeah. Um, their names are Noah, Jace, and they, she actually had two newborn twins, Zane and Zuri. They were um, only born five weeks before she went missing. Savannah graduated high school in 2014. So our like timelines kind of overlap because if she graduated and then immediately went to EKU, then we could have like crossed paths because you would have been a junior or a senior by then. I, I graduated in 2015, so I would have been a junior. But she went on to study um, health and administration, so it's possible that we didn't at all because of, I mean, you were on the graphic designing track, yeah, right? So, <laughs> I mean, we were on different sides of the campus, but she w studied um, health administration at Eastern Kentucky University while she cared for her two sons. And she also worked to support them. I think she worked in the restaurant industry. Oh, I'm surprised she wasn't like an LPN or anything like that. Oh, I mean, no, she wasn't. But um, I could definitely have seen her being that. But that's also very demanding. So going to school and doing that. Right. I mean, she crazy. was a mom. Hats off to anybody that does that. I think health, health, I think health administration is more of like managing like health facilities not actually being like a nurse yeah i kind of realized that partly <laughs> through talking about all that right but, you know it happens that's okay i i get i understand how you got that though i hear nurse i think nurse <laughs> but savannah um she took a break when she found out that she was pregnant with the twins and that's when she moved back in with her mom so her mom could help her with all the kids 
which I never even thought about that. She's 22, two kids, not living at home. I was 22, and I was a manager at Family Dollar living at home. Mm-hmm. That's just crazy. I, I mean, her situation, it's its really crazy. And, like, I, I mean, she had a lot going on. Um, so I, I can understand why she would want to move back in with her mom. I mean, I wish that I could move back in with my mom sometimes. Me too. <laughs> she cooks really well. Yeah. Now, Savannah was young. She she was only 22, like I said, and um, she was a mom of four, so she didn't really get to spend much time with her friends. I can think back being 22 and wanting to go out and just hang out with my friends and, like, maybe get some drinks. Um, like, like, I still want to do that, but... We, we don't have friends. And we have a two-year-old, so it doesn't really ever happen that much. But I can remember just having him and and wanting to be out of the house. Um, it can feel lonely and depressing, and just staying in that all the time. It's it's not good for your mental health. I mean, you do need vitamin D, so <laughs> even stepping outside the house is good for you. And I can remember, like, I would feel so depressed at like um, when the sun would go down. You know, you get the baby blues, and I mean. She, I'm sure she just wanted to go out and have some fun for once. So that was on the night of January 4th that she finally decided that she wanted to go out with a friend to a bar in Lexington, Kentucky. Lexington, it's not far from Richmond. It's only about 30 minutes north. And it's straight up just a highway. Yeah, it, it's on se- it's 75 all the way. So Savannah left at 10 p.m. that night. And she left with her mom's car. They met up with a friend at his apartment. And from there, they switched cars so they could all ride together to the bar. Because Uber isn't cheap. Uber is not cheap. And, I mean, sh- it's Lexington. I don't know how close the apartment was to the bar. Like, I wouldn't want to walk. <laughs> but, I mean, like, Lexington is not, like, a bad place. It's just I wouldn't want to walk in the middle of the night. Because I don't think that they got to the bar until, like, midnight. Which is insane because we can't even stay up till midnight. Right. Like, so watch the ball drop. Right. Yeah. We were passed out. Happy New Year. So Savannah and her friends decided that they were going to go to the other bar um, in Lexington. As opposed to the bar? <laughs> right. So there's actually a bar um, in Lexington called The Bar. And I think it's like a gay bar. Um, they have like drag shows there. And then the other bar, I think it's actually permanently closed now. I might be wrong, but this is an area where, like, I wouldn't consider it bad. It I've been there many times. Like, there's it's where where like Chipotle and like McDonald's and Chipotle like is <laughs> life. There's other bars near it, and like there's like Tin Roof and Tea uh, Two Keys. It's basically. A business district. It's like, not yeah, necessarily it's, where it's right near um, University of Kentucky. So all of the college kids goes that go there. I mean, it's definitely not the worst place in Lexington. I think that I've even been to one of the bars there. I don't think I've that I've been to the other bar, but I've been to like two keys. So when Savannah and her friends get to the bar, it's it's like twelve thirty. Um, but her male friend that they that they met at the apartment he actually had some place to like be 
Um, I think he had like a job that he had to go to early in the morning. So he didn't stay that long. He was a party pooper. <laughs> we all have that friend. And if you don't have that friend, you are that friend. <laughs> um, but Savannah and her other friend, the girl, they stayed for a little while longer. And supposedly Savannah and this friend got into an argument because Savannah wanted to stay until the bar closed and hang out with the new people that she had just met. She was a social butterfly. Yeah, she was. I mean, everybody said that about her. And, but her friend ended up leaving the bar and Savannah ended up staying, which I mean, I that understand. That is a major foul. You do not do that. To you your you don't leave your friend, like especially with two strange or two or three strange men. Like you don't, you don't leave your girl. So the bar I think closed at like two thirty, and she ended up leaving at two thirty four. Or you can see footage of her leaving the bar at two thirty four, and um, she's caught on surveillance video with three unknown men. Savannah's mom said that she woke up around like 3 a.m. that night and was concerned that Savannah wasn't home yet. Mothers always know. Yeah, they do. And Savannah's mom decided to like call Savannah then because she was really concerned that she wasn't home yet. And Savannah did answer. She um, she said that it was clear that Savannah was intoxicated and annoyed with her mom. Um, I've been there. I've been annoyed with my mom when she's called me, and there's times that I've not picked up. And I, I think back to that, and I'm like, wow, I I sucked. And I know, <laughs> I know how Savannah was feeling, and I'm I'm sure that she looks back like now in heaven and and regrets what she did. But um, I mean, even our two year old son he gets doesn't annoyed like whenever you sing in the car. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he gets annoyed and he, yeah. I know, it's so funny. Um, but she didn't want to talk to her mom and then she actually ended up hanging up on her mom. I thankfully have not done that, but, you know, it, it's normal. Savannah ended up calling her mom back. Um, she was on FaceTime this time um, and her mom said that Savannah was in the back seat of the car and there was one male in the back seat with her and then there was one other male that was in the front seat with so her. So hold on. We've got two males accounted for. You I think said three, right? Right. So I did say that there were three unknown males leaving the bar with Savannah that were caught on surveillance video. That was because there is one unknown male that is driving separately in a pickup truck behind them. So, do we know the names of these males at this point? Like, do we know who's where? Police never released the names until, like, it actually came out um, what happened to Savannah. Gotcha. Okay. Which we will find out the name of one of them. The episode's kind of a spoiler, but, you know. Right. So, going back to the phone call with her mom, she... uh, or the FaceTime, she said that none of the men looked familiar to her mom. And she told her mom that she was fine and that she would see her in a couple hours. And then her mom said that there was a lot of background noise and shouting going on, um, which I can expect. I mean, these are young, young college kids. I mean, they're 
partying, going to a bar. Um, it's totally expected. She said one of the men was actually telling Savannah's um, mom to chill out, which if I was Savannah's mom, oh my gosh. I was going to say, yeah. Mm. Those are things you don't tell a mother. Mm-mm. But uh, Savannah didn't act like anything was wrong. So I guess that her mom was just okay, like thinking, you know, Savannah, she, she's been responsible. Um, you know, she's, this is like her first night out in a while. She seems fine. Like, you know, she seems a little drunk, but, um, she was at a bar. She said that she's going to be home in a couple hours. And I mean, her mom probably thought that her friend was still with her. Like she may have thought like maybe she was in the front seat or something that, you know, she didn't see her, but I don't know. I don't know what was going on in Savannah's mom's head, but clearly she felt comfortable enough that she ended up going back to sleep because she was expecting Savannah to be home soon, just like she said she would. However, when her mom woke up in the morning, Savannah still wasn't home. Savannah wasn't um, the one to stay out and not let her mom know why. She knew that her mom, I think her mom needed the car um, for like a job or something. That yeah, because you said they were sharing a car. Yeah, right? it was her mom's car. And Savannah's mom let her take the car for the night. And she told her. move, just saying. She told Savannah, hey, bring the car back. I need it by this time. Savannah said, absolutely, like, it will be back. She knew that her mom needed the car. And she promised to have it back in time. So, just checking in, you know, I'm a dad, you're a mom. Where are Savannah's kids at this point? So, two of them have the same dad. And well, or think sorry, two and two have three. The same I think three of them have the same dad. Gotcha. And then the, the oldest then one gotcha. Gotcha. doesn't. So three of them have the same dad, and the oldest one has a different dad. And so they were either probably with their father or her dad. And I think that her dad kept the kids a lot, and then um, her mom also. Savannah's dad, right? Yeah, and then I think that they also have a godmother who also keeps them. Um, which was Savannah's best friend, Sabrina. So it sounds like she has a pretty good village. She does. She has a lot of people that care about her. She has a very caring aunt that if you watch any of the videos that she talks for her mom, because I'm sure it's difficult for her mom to talk about it. So her aunt's kind of been the spokesperson for Savannah's case. So because Savannah wasn't home in time to give her mom the car, Savannah's mom actually became very concerned immediately and she tried calling her and all the calls just kept going to voicemail. Um, it was very alarming to Savannah's mom because she was a very social person. Um, I can think back to one of the interviews that I saw with her aunt just talking about how Savannah loved to talk to people, loved, she was just so energetic. She loved to be around and post on social media. Um, she was always posting things and talking to people. It, it just, but there wasn't any kind of like social activity on any of her accounts. Um, I think that her uh, aunt said that she posted on Instagram like once a day at least, or she was just always posting something or talking to someone. Which is alien to me. (laughs) I think my last Facebook or Instagram post, Facebook, I'm a little bit more active, but Instagram definitely two, three years ago. I know it's of our, Lovely son mm-hmm. in a Jedi robe. Because <laughs> I'm a nerd. Yeah. 
but uh you know savannah's mom was concerned about that and um so she began calling all her friends but none of her friends had heard from her um and the other friend hadn't seen her since the other night and or the night that you know prior that she went missing to the bar with so after not hearing from savannah all day that's when her mother um decided to report her missing she went down to richmond police and gave them the report and i think the sheriff took it um and he immediately started working on it however they didn't post anything about Savannah until four days later on January 8th. I Is there a particular reason why they wouldn't post? Is it because she, you know, 22 years old? I, I'm, do that. I, I'm not sure. Um, I, I think it's because she was 22 years old and that she was gone out to a bar. Um, that they, they just didn't know what was going on. Maybe that she was just seeing someone and that her phone but was still, dead. But still, four days? I, that is so I long. I don't know. I, I mean, there's shows about the first 48. Like, that's twice the amount. Maybe they were just trying to, like, track down all the information that they could without posting it. I, I really don't know. But that is when Richmond police put out their fo- first post about Savannah. Um, the post was the surveillance images showing her and the men you can see that she looks cold in the images, but she doesn't seem to be in any kind of distress. They posted asking any information about Savannah and the other three men. They also shared the truck of the white male scene leaving, uh, and he was driving a black Chevy S10 pickup. Those are definitely a dime a dozen, so mm-hmm. I just don't see that leading too much. Right, so that's actually... Um, takes me to when that I, when this was going on, saw some source back um, saying that the black Chevy S10 pickup was pulled over in Garrett County several days later. And the guy in the truck admitted that he was actually the one that they were looking for, like the police was looking for. And he gave the, um, the other two men's names to the police. So by January 22nd, all three men had been identified and questioned. I think that he was like going to or coming from work and the Garrett County police saw the S10 pickup and it fit the description. And so they pulled him over That's pretty crazy, though, because, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of S10s out here. When the men were questioned by police, they told the police that she came with them to Garrett County um, to a house. So how far is that? Garrett County, it can be like 30 to 50 minutes, depending on how they go. Which direction? South. It's south. It is southwest of where Savannah was from. It's about 30 minutes from there, too. So, I mean, these places aren't far. So, the men told the police when they were questioned that she came with them to their house in Garrett County, but that she left on foot. However, if you look at these photos of this girl, there is no way, no way. Well, and where is she going to walk if you're... Garrett County is in the middle of nowhere. It is in the middle of nowhere. And... 
in Dear, January. In January. In the freezing cold. She was wearing high heels and a pencil skirt. The girl didn't even have a jacket in the photos. I'm going to assume, like most places, we're lucky and fortunate where we live. We have sidewalks. Probably not where this chick was. No. Garrett County, there is literally nothing in Garrett County. It is just, it's just country. I'm sure everyone that lives there are great, wonderful people. It's a small town. <laughs> but yeah. It is very small. There's nothing there. And there may be a few restaurants, but that's about it. Maybe Sorry, I'm going to interrupt. Side note. Anytime that my wonderful wife talks about a small town, she means small because she is from a small town. And you cannot have a Walmart in a small town. Mm-mm. No. No, you can't. You can barely have a Dollar General. Well, <laughs> Okay, that's not true. You can have like $2 generals, but that's enough. A small town in my books means you don't have a Walmart. And I don't know if Garrett County has a Walmart, but... In the whole county. In the whole entire county. But I, it's very small. Um, there is no place that this girl was going to go walk into. And I, I mean, just say that. I'm just saying, there's probably not Uber, definitely not a taxi. There, where is she walking? She's not. This exactly. This girl is not walking out That does not add up. County. And I'm assuming there are probably some other facts, quote unquote, that don't add up in this story. Right. I mean, the police were very suspicious of of these three men. They Every time they I hear suspicious. I think of the TikTok. <laughs> they knew something was up, and um, they were they were focusing all in on Garrett County. And, and I got to remind you, you know, Kentucky can have harsh winters. So, like, it can snow in January. Sometimes it can ice. It can. Which is way worse. And I think that in 2019, there was a lot of ice that year. And, you know, it's very it's very cold here in Kentucky in January. So, I, I just don't know where she would have been going. And the police, they, they felt the same way. They don't know where she would have been going. So, that's when, you know, the police decided that, you know, something's up with the story. So we're going to we're gonna check this home in Geard County that they are saying that she was at. And um, it's actually one of the men's parents' home that was searched. And, and that was because that was her last pinged location on so, her phone. So real quick, sorry. Mm-hmm. I was just curious because mm-hmm. we weren't sure about the weather. I just Googled it. Uh-huh. Kentucky weather 2019, January. The coldest day was January 31st, 2019. It was negative 30 degrees. Oh my gosh. Negative 30. And that's Fahrenheit Mm. for those who aren't in the States. That is cold. Very. So it's that kind of winter in Kentucky, 2019. This girl was not walking anywhere. No. No, I hate the cold. She, She had a skirt on. She was not walking anywhere. You're not walking anywhere in a coat. No, no. Especially if it's windy. I remember I worked at a university in Kentucky at the time, and I remember it being very, very cold. So cold that they closed the university that year. So that yeah, tells you how too. cold that can it can be. And it was probably that day that it was, the 31st probably. So, like I said, the police, they, they focused in on this Garrett County home. And they actually seized several items, and one was which car. And I'm I'm wondering if it was maybe the truck that he had. But the police, um, did we ever figure out what the car was that she was riding in? I and I was don't it know. The S10 was the one that was following, right? 
Right. I don't know what the other car was. I don't think that they ever said. I think it was all about the S10. Um, I don't know if they had footage of the car. But the police, they weren't pressing any charges at this time. Uh, they were just going to continue searches because they hadn't found anything. For months, volunteers and police searched for her body, but nothing turned up. And I, I want to say that it was in the same area as this Garrett County home. They were searching in this area. And they, they searched um, a cabin nearby. They searched a pond nearby, all near this Garrett County home, okay? The Cajun Coast Search and Rescue Team came from, like, I think they're from New Orleans. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It's Cajun. They even came and helped. They found nothing. They have, like, um, these, like, famous dogs or something. And um, I think one of them even passed shortly after um, oh, Savannah. After they had been looking for Savannah, but they ended up, you know, pausing it because they weren't finding anything, like nothing. They found a few items, but they weren't related to Savannah's case at all. And so they they just kept searching and um, they, they could confirm that Savannah had been there at the house because her phone was pinged there and that they had they seized. They got like cell tower yeah, info and stuff because, sorry. Cell towers out here, there are few and far between, especially out in the middle of nowhere. You're going to get hit on, like, one. Yeah. And I think that they they had um, seized some items from the home that was Savannah's, but they just couldn't confirm that she had ever left. You know, the guy said that she left, but they didn't have proof of it. I mean, that's straight up being like, oh, yeah, uh, she she left. Uh, Don't know where she went. Right. They just had to take their word for it at this moment. Yeah. So on July 11th, 2019, police got a call from a man saying that there was a foul odor on the property. And so supposedly it was like near a building that he was in. So I'm assuming he was going to the building. And, you know, July in Kentucky, it can be very, very hot. Out here in Kentucky, we get all four seasons. Mm -hmm. And sometimes. In one day. In one day. Yeah. Sometimes in one day, and sometimes it's just terrible. Mm-hmm. I was in marching band in high school, and I can tell you, it gets hot. It is. It also gets very cold. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how hot it was that year, but there was some foul odor coming from this man's property. The police went and searched, and they, this property was the father of David Sparks. David Sparks was actually one of the three men last seen with Savannah. So I know we're harping a lot on the fact that there's no way that she left. Uh, I actually Googled (laughs) some pictures of, you know, just curious because I know the CCTV has been released. And yeah, I'm just going to say it for the hundredth time. There is no way this chick, even in this picture. You're looking at a photo of her. Yes. Mm -hmm. Even in this picture she has her arms crossed she's cold she's got like a plunging v-neck mm-hmm. and yeah a very it like the they're, they're like quarter length sleeve yeah yeah like in the middle of winter people i can't do that she was cold and, and Even i don't in this care picture, she's i don't cold. care how drunk you are like people say like you know you get warm when you get drunk. yeah she was obviously cold in these photos there is no way that she was leaving on foot. So back back to what Sorry we were saying. No, that's note. okay. Um, so the police conducted another search on the property because of the call that they had gotten from David Sparks' father. 
the man that was one of the men that was last seen with Savannah. And unfortunately, they did find Savannah's body on the property. The grave was only 19 inches deep. And I'm sorry, fun fact about me, I worked at a funeral home. It was my very first job. I worked there for a few years on and off, and one of my jobs at one point was digging graves. And I'm telling you, 19 feet, or 19 inches, sorry, 19 feet's a lot. 19 inches, that's not that far. It's very shallow. It is a very shallow grave. Mm -hmm. I would say most shovel heads aren't, are a little bit short of 19 inches. Like, that is insanely shallow if they brought any type of animal out there they would have found this body yeah how did no one find her body i it just blows my mind like there were people searching around the home and you know there was there there was dogs the police had well, the canines and these, these dogs weren't they brought because of they were so famous they, yeah like, they were like these famous dogs like i said from like the cajun coast and search rescues who have found many 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 people i mean there were the canine dogs that the police had too but these are like well-known dogs supposedly and they couldn't even find uh savannah's body like nobody found it and it was literally right on the property i just don't understand how she was missed so back to the horrible nine inch grave that savannah was put into the police said that her body was badly decomposed and that she was without clothes her body was there in this grave with a rectangular grayish rug and they, they said it was like an accent rug imagine this 19 inch deep grave with her body and a rug like like i just like, i just don't understand okay and then the police said that her body was concealed uh with within multiple trash bags and that her feet had been bound with tape and her body was folded over in half and they said it was the most disturbing thing that some of them have ever seen because her head and her feet were in like the same position meaning that she was literally folded in half in an unnatural position and I, I just I don't understand how anyone did not find this um while they were there but at that point David was only arrested on abuse of a corpse uh, and then tampering with evidence this is because they weren't able to, like, confirm that he was the one that murdered her yet. You know, they just found a body on property that he claims just walked away, but then was, you know, buried near his home. I think it's because there wasn't any physical proof at that point, like, who had done it. That um, makes sense, but still. Right. Come on. Uh, no, I agree. But on July 15th, uh, 2019, David Sparks appeared in court and revealed his side of the story. He said, yes, Savannah went home with them and the two men were there and they partied for a little bit and then they eventually left. Okay, that's just suspicious because really, three guys and a girl, a 22-year-old woman, like, that's not a party. That's suspicious. Uh -huh. He said that Savannah stayed in his bed and that he slept on the couch. Again, suspicious. <laughs> suspicious. So he said Savannah stayed in his bed and then he stayed on the couch. Um, he said that she woke him up early in the morning, um, early hours, and asked for the address so someone could come pick her up. He said that he gave her the address and then he went back to sleep. See, 
that's what's crazy to me because I definitely have probably been places that I didn't know where I was. Mm -hmm. That's just being 22 and way too trusting. But I don't know. That's just, that's crazy to me that, you know, you're going out and not realizing, oh, where am I right Right. now? Um, He said that when he woke up around noon, she was just gone. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But uh, that was when the police it was their turn to present what the information that they had, and that is when they revealed that David had actually texted his sister the day after, asking where she had bought the rug that she got him. That's just, ugh. <laughs> I got chills. That's disturbing. Yeah, because he said that he wanted to get another one. For his bedroom. Like, I can't imagine being his sister and realizing after the fact that my sibling right. texted me, oh, hey, that rug that I just used to bury a woman in, where'd you get that so I can get another one? Right. Ugh. I had seen somewhere that supposedly he was caught on, like, Walmart surveillance that caught, like, buying the rug. The exact one Ugh. to re- replace it. I don't know if that was true, but I do remember that I saw that somewhere. I don't remember if it was police saying that or um, just like he somebody, said she said. yeah, somebody coming on saying it. Because again, we we're we're not local to like Garrett County or Madison County, but um, we are local adjacent. Yeah. So that's also when the police say that Savannah's blood was found on the closet door inside his bedroom. So I don't know if it was on the outside or the inside of the door, but I'm assuming it was probably on the inside of the door. He probably kept her in there um, until that he could do something with her. I I just, going back to, like, I don't know how anyone missed her makes me wonder, was she even there during that time? When they were searching. Yeah, was she there the entire time? And and that's what I'm wondering, maybe why they charged him with, like, abuse of a corpse and tampering with evidence, because they maybe he moved her. Maybe he even moved her several times. Yeah, and honestly, it sounds like, like... Are we 100% positive that he didn't have help with this? Because this is a lot. Right. How did... Okay, if you also look up this man, David Sparks, he is not a very big guy. He's not. I looked when I was looking up, and he's not very I think, Savannah, she might be like 110, 120. I just don't understand how he, this very small guy, did this all by himself. It just... It's crazy. But he's insists later on that he is the only one um but the judge decides that that there was probable cause and then so they um, moved the case to grand jury so by august 28th the garrett county grand jury indicted david sparks on charges of first degree murder he initially pled not guilty but by december 2020 he accepted a plea deal and pled guilty to the murder of Savannah Spurlock, and he admitted that he acted alone. He did this in order to avoid a life sentence, so he was only sentenced, and I'm going to say only, to 50 years in prison, because that's just ridiculous to me. Yes. You're basically being like, yes, I did this. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm going to admit it so that we don't have to push out this trial. But, like, honestly, why? I don't understand why plea deals are a thing. I don't know. It's insane. It, it, it's crazy. He was charged for another five for tampering and then another year for abuse of a corpse. So that's 56, if my math's correct. Yeah. And then he's eligible for parole after serving 20 years. So it's just it's just wrong. And her family has has said that, you know, he got off really easy. And then. Yes. And then the fact that his uh, his date was in um, December 2020, he didn't even have to face her family because it was through a screen. So he didn't even see them. He didn't see the family that, you know, he, he took, took their child. Yeah, that he took. um a mother. Right. And it just, it's crazy. It blows my mind. And, you know, he got off very easy. Well, and, and he's able to get out in 20 years, mm -hmm. which is too short of the life that he took. Right. Like, that's just ridiculous. It's like, you are allowing this person who took a 22-year-old's life out two years shot. Like, it, it just makes no sense. I know. I know. I don't understand. And, and that, that's, you know, the family of savannah they have come out and said that the police they don't know why or how that david killed her and that the police can only speculate um as the autopsy report was inconclusive but they have said that the only one person that knows what truly happened to savannah is david um and he's holding on to it he's, there's he's, there's just no reason he's not gonna tell it doesn't seem like um and I just can't imagine how painful this is for her family and her babies, you know, who are still left without their mom and her parents without a child and her sister without a sister and her friends. I mean, there's so many people who lost Savannah and so many people that cared about her. She was a very, very, very loved person. And there are twins who will never know their mother. Yeah. They, they were five weeks old when their mother was taken from them. I think they just turned two, and they'll never see their mom. Um, I mean, they'll see photos of her, but they'll never truly, truly understand, like, the amazing human that she was. And um, I think that they, like, during her remembrance of finding her, they donated, somebody donated or something, uh, a bunch of, like, teddies that they, like, gave to her kids and um, it's just like a, her voice in them, and it, it's super sweet. So they'll they will always have something of her, um, but you know somebody took her away from her four children. So Savannah's family is very active on her remembering Savannah Facebook page. You can find the link to that in our show notes. Um, they are also advocates for many other missing people. And you can also find out more about Savannah there and the life that she had. All we ask is that you be respectful towards her and her family and uh, for her family and her friends that run the page. You know, there's no one to blame for this except David. David is the one that took Savannah's life. So, yeah, that's it. And we would appreciate if you subscribe and left a review. Kind of let us know what you would want to hear more of or less of. I mean, this was our first ever podcast ever episode. 2.0. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had the the mishap of, I don't know why it wasn't picking up your mic, but it was picking up mine. I just don't understand, but. It happens. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't happen I don't, too yeah, much. I know. 
Um, but you can follow us on our social medias. I did. And those are. I have made a Facebook and a, um, a TikTok and an Instagram. It's at Killer Combos Podcast. Combos with a V. I know. I, I think that I keep say like hearing myself say combos, but it is Killer Convos. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you can let us know your thoughts on this case and the theories there. And we're going to try to do one of these like once a week. Probably my case and then, well, of course, you know, this is my case. And then Jason's case. But we might change that up depending on how well this goes. And if I can actually research. <sighs> well, then I just said a lie. <laughs> but I mean, if you all want more, we can definitely try to give more. Hopefully, if Jason, you know, can research things. I'm not good at studying. Anyway. Oh, well. I think this one okay. Yeah. Any final thoughts? I mean, definitely try to be a good person and never let anything like this happen. Yeah, don't kill anybody. Obviously. All right. Well, that's it. I guess we're out. Bye.